You've got mail. Everybody, I am Pax, and I'm Hal, and this is Brotaku's season two, episode two, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what isn't isn't worth watching. We believe you don't need a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form, and we are so lucky to have you on this goddamn journey with us. Thank you for your support. We would not have a show without you. If you want us to review your favorite anime or manga, d- tell me. I'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do anything for you. You are our liege lord. We, <laughs> we wish we will obey your commands. Uh, and, and in order to issue those commands, shoot us a comment on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email. It's all, uh, that stuff's always in the description. Hal, how are you doing today? I'm great how are you we're on we're on one today i am based i am great best day of my life so far no reason to complain except all the material details of life under the covid 19 pandemic yeah (laughs) except for all of that (laughs) great great. feeling good dude every day i like i wander the streets the cold cold streets of western new york 20 degrees uh, my, my 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 body just freezing and dying internally the sky's gray so not even getting the vitamin d from the sun and like just playing in my head no headphones necessary just like all around me the familiar faces happy birthday and just like a uh, really dark stuff and i get home and i stare into a light bulb and pretend it's the sun and I imagine how dope it's going to be because both my roommates are vaccinated. Half my friends are vaccinated at oh, this yeah. point. Shout out essential service workers. Shout yes. out healthcare homies. And we are just around the corner, brother. You know, so no reason to despair. Help is on the way. Just got to hold out, dig your feet in and stand your yeah. ground. But when you got to poop, when does it bother you the most? When I have to poop? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like if, you, if you know you need to poop, when does it start like bothering you extra? You know what I mean? Oh, well, when I know that there's not a bathroom nearby for the next, like, half a day. When that realization for hits real, me. Because for me, it's when I'm closest to the bathroom. Mm. When I'm closest to the bathroom, I feel like, like, like when I get home. Like, if I had to poop before and I get home, and suddenly I'm like, the toilet's there. Suddenly, my bowels are just like, <laughs> give it to us, give us the toilet. <laughs> and, and it becomes a battle. It becomes a battle. An, instant, and so an that, insane dash to the bathroom. Yes, and so you're probably faring better at this point in COVID than I am because I am feeling like the vaccine toilet of public health is right around the corner. And I'm get, I'm itching for it, baby. I'm itching yeah. to live again, man. Uh, it'll come, but, it'll come. Yeah, but luckily in terms of some good gas, in terms of some stuff that's going to kind of like uplift us is that we've been lucky enough throughout our tenure here on Brotakus to have some homies reach out to us. And if you send us an email, I will try to respond to you through email as uh, soon as I can. Uh, but people leaving uh, tweets, facebook messages, and comments uh, with, with some questions for us. And I think that it is about ta- damn time we give the people what we want, Hal, right? Absolutely. We've been planning this for a little while, and it's nice to have it all just written out in front of us. We've gotten a surprising amount of questions uh, given... Given the fact that we just, um, oh, I don't know. What am I talking? What am I saying? Blah, 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 red leather, Even though we just started leather, a few months leather, ago, but, but we have an unsurprising amount of questions considering our ginormous fan base and un- unequivocal love we received from the uh, and And the, let's see, we got a hater about Drake and Josh. We got a, um, 
the the, the blood of Zeus hater. Blood of Zeus hater. So yeah, all so, in all, we're getting a lot of attention. We're really happy to get these questions. You know, and as much as as haters are a metric of success, you know, someone hating you enough, hating your your openness of voice enough to send you a, a an evil letter. More so, we want to focus on the positives, the people who generally just want to know what's going on inside our noodles. So this is Brotaku's mailbag number one. We've accumulated enough letters to fill up the bag. Now that we got a nice big old bag, we're going to dump out our bags on everybody on Brotaku's today. Yeah. Now, you need to fucking restrain me this episode. You need to keep me in check because I'm going to ruin this. I'm going I'm to run all over this. This has been a wacky day for me, man. All right. Well, let's let's open up the bag. Let's uh, see what the first envelope holds. Let me... Mail time. Mail time. Okay, what do we got? Uh, question number one from uh, Anonymous Anime Lover 69. If you could pick two characters from any show that you would make fight each other, who would it be and what would the fight look like? This is a great question. This is a great question because I think that for me, it needs to be a, a, a fight that would be interesting. You know what yes. I mean? It, it can't just be like, you know, I would pick... Uh, uh, Pikachu and Goku. <laughs> you know, right, right, well, right. You know, as dope as that would be, it's something where I I would wanna I I would want to not already know what the the answer is. So um I don't know. Do you have anything off the top that that fits this? Ooh, I would really. Oh, that's really really tough. Um, I would think that I would want to see. You know, I I watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z fights, and the thing is, is like, it's like one of my hobbies just to watch the fights over and over yeah, and over again. Yeah. The thing is, the Dragon Ball Z fights are so predictable. You know what's going to happen, um, and you know that you're just waiting for Goku to arrive while Vegeta gets his ass kicked across the stratosphere. Um, I would really love to see someone like um, like Dio fighting mm. uh, someone like like Monkey D. Luffy. Or something like that. Interesting. Okay, interesting. They, have, interesting. they both have such um, weird skill and power sets. Yeah. Um, like, I would want to see their iconic moves uh, placed against each other and see which one would hold out. Or like um, like any of the heroes from One Punch. Like, if you were to watch Genos fight Dio, that would probably mm. be better. Yeah, man. Yeah, and Saitama versus any of these superpowered individuals would be uninteresting because it's just kind of built in that Saitama always it would wins. Be, yeah, it would be fun until Saitama swung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, like Saifa from Castlevania versus Season 2 Avatar Aang. That's going to be my thing. Because yeah. I, because Saifa, you know, master of the elements, Avatar Aang, like, you know, master of bending. I'm curious how these two worlds deal with conjuration of elements and elemental fighting. Because, I mean, granted, Saifa will, like, bisect you in half with, like, ice ice planes. But, uh, but Aang can go full out uh, sicko mode once he harnesses Avatar form. And so, like, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, and okay. I love anime fights, so I'm really glad we got that question. Yeah, Next I got question. question number two. No, me, me, oh, fine, I got one. Fine, fine. <laughs> me, me, me. Uh, if you could live your life inside of one anime, what anime would you choose? What anime would you choose? Now, this is a good question. This is a good question. Mm. Um, and God, oh, Easy. what a. Re- okay, what is it, dude? Pokemon. I'd live in Pokemon all fucking. Oh, day. I'd good. Live in Pokemon all day. No real violence, not really. 
Um, mm. I can just go have like a team of homies that I can just hang out with, like anthropomorphic animals that just want to chill and battle and, you know, eat polka blocks with me all day. I'd be fine with that. Good take. Good take. I respect that. And, you know, this will this will be bog standard for me but i gotta go with my heart it's better you go genuinely with what's in your heart than thinking of something that would be cool or interesting you know what i mean and so speaking from the heart the world of one piece it's the most amazing designed world a world that's 90 percent water in which there's so many islands with cool unique twists even the weakest person in the world can you know pick up those weights or get a devil fruit and work their ass off and go adventuring with their friends and the whole world is based on relationships and friends and bonds as i was telling hal later uh i i i shrivel like uh like the dracula in the bbc dracula series if i don't have social contact which has made covid interesting which has made it interesting so thank you everyone who like listens who reaches out to me who i know personally who supports the show because even if i uh literally can't bring myself to respond to a facebook message for like seven days it does mean a lot when i get it i really do appreciate it so thanks for putting up with me and uh i don't want to be a pirate i want to have fun being a pirate because pirate Pirating's always been cool. That would be fun. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. number three. What would Hal and Pax's stands look like in real life, and what powers would they have? Yeah, so the stands being the the magical kind of like uh, creatures that stand behind you in JoJo's Part 3 onwards, the kind of physical manifestations of your powers, the uh, the, 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 the unique unique shit and mm. and the inspiration for the brotaku's podcast art in which yeah. i am hal stand mm-hmm. and uh we, we're we're about to issue some beatdowns so hmm, this might be one that requires some deliberation so i might add a jeopardy sound effect here of like okay 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 so I think my stand would be something like um, a stand that would respond directly to emotion. I think it would Ooh. be like the more you fight it, the, <laughs> the the more you fight it, like the stronger it gets. And but if you just like ignore them, it has no power at all, none. So like I would antagonize you into trying to fight me, and then the more you fought me, I would just beat the shit out of you. But if you stopped, you would just I would just be like, oh, I don't have anything to bash my head against, uh, and. Yeah, it would probably like have like a, a big helmet. It looked like a pachycephalosaurus, <coughs> and it would like have this really, really weird sneer on its face. Like, hit me, I dare you. Hell yeah! So, what does that look like? What does it look like? Ooh, um, like like physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like spindly arms. Um, that whenever you hit him, boom, he gets a little more muscular. Boom, he gets a little bigger until finally, like the more you strike, he's just like a big, like like classic star platinum on steroids. Mm, like pick mm. you up and slam you into the ground, and then at the end of the fight, it's just like all the way back, like like all might. I like that. I like, like that a lot. Okay, so I think mine would look like. It would look like a, a fucking uh, like alien doctor with like blue and like silver overtones and a long ass coat. And its little stand power would be um, it would like enhance you and possess your body according to like how fucked up you are psychologically. And as I beat the shit out of you, so too do you heal your traumas. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be like um, like like in part four how Josuke kind of heals people. But this would be not as much a physical thing. It'd be something where like. Like Persona 5 style, you would be, you know, like yellow eyed, your own shadow, you know, manifestation. And I, and I would have to work hard to beat the shit out of you. And maybe I die. But if I win, 
you're not a you're dick a better anymore. Person. <laughs> you're a better person. <laughs> that way, you know, not only do I, I beat the villains, but we rehabilitate the villains yes, here. Absolutely. <laughs> we rehabilitate absolutely. That's how you really win. That's it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have something from this. This is a question from my, my roommate. <laughs> who, who, this is from Tyler, where he said, what anime are you most looking forward to this year? And why is it My Hero Academia? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not My Hero. <laughs> I like My Hero. In fact, we have a My Hero episode coming up sooner than you might think. Mm -hmm. But what anime are you looking forward to this year? Uh, It's an important question. How you got anything to watching or looking forward to like doing an episode on? I think this is looking forward to watching. Um, Mm. So I guess for you, as as someone who hasn't seen as many animus, maybe it's something that you want to watch in the next year. I really want to watch Haikyuu. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I do want to watch that. I think that's. I think it's really cool. I think it's right now it's accessible. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been watching Food Wars like religiously ever since we did that episode. And I kind of like the idea of of these like battle anime that have surprisingly low stakes that aren't about like destroying mountains, but they're about yeah. like competing in real world situations. I just like that idea and it, it, it's exciting for me. So I definitely looking forward to Haikyuu. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, for me, I got to give it to it, it now. It hasn't been announced yet, but Kengen Ashura is like my favorite Netflix original anime, which is a it, it, like I talked about with Anna. It's like a two point five D kind of like three D cel shaded art style. But what I like about it is it's the most faithful at recreating like. It, it takes like what if MMA and some su- supernatural powers like really coexisted with each other and dives really deep into like why is Brazilian jiu-jitsu and like different grappling techniques like why are they effective and why could someone at like the highest level of these almost seem to have supernatural powers you know like what would it look like if we were seeing these amazingly put out through through some anime styling and then it adds some supernatural like opponents on top of it and it's it's an amazing fight show it's a show that's like all fight tournament and every episode just slaps I really like King and Ashra. Wait, wait. Yeah. So it's already out? Because it that is. You could see right up my alley. You could see the first two parts. How watch this shit so we could talk about it. I love King and Ashra. Um, uh, but something that I know is coming out in the new year is Made in Abyss season two, which Made in Abyss follows. Um, it's kind of like these 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 young homies who it's it's very much like a hobbit like world i would say who live around this gigantic abyss an abyss that like is both the source of like all these technologies this huge like hole in the world through which like technologies are extracted and like ancient things are are brought up and it's such a good show but um the deeper you dive in the more you risk never being able to come out again because of the really strange uh twisted things that lurk in the abyss and it is a show that involves like these two like very young uh uh, kids who who go down um and try to find one of their uh their mothers who has gotten lost in the abyss and it is a show where um i was talking about this with with anna and uh, henry it has the scene in anime that like haunts me the most to this day something that is so like viscerally disturbing that it just like yeah, and I mean, dude, we were just talking about uh, 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 some stuff before this where you know how what I can handle. <laughs> you know right. what I can handle, which is a yeah. lot. And even this, it, it just really sticks with you. And it's a brilliant show. It just is new in every sense. And so that's going to be a fun one in 2021. So I love the sound that. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got another question in the sack. Okay. Uh, what is the best female-led anime? Best female-led anime. That's a good question. 
That's a good question. Um, there should be more for there sure. There should be more, and that's that's the hard part. Is that with my limited, um, with the amount of shows that I've seen, I I can barely. Can you think of any? I don't even know. Let me let me. Not really. Ooh. Not in a way that's not like sexualized. No. I mean, yeah. there's Kill the Kill, but I mean, that's. Oh, well, that's Kill a the great Kill's answer. Really I cool. think. I love Kill the Kill. Yeah. But they're all, it's still problematic in those ways. Um, oh, for sure. We should. Why haven't we done a Kill the Kill episode yet? That one's oh, right for I mean, like, it's perfect. Okay. That's, that's got to come in the pipeline. Yeah. Because um, that is, is fantastic of something just showing, like, how every second of animation can be packed with so much, like, love and kinetic energy. It's yeah, such Kill a good show. Yeah, Kill the Kill's really cool. So I, yeah, guess, absolutely. I guess that would be my answer. Yeah, and part of this more systemically has to do with the fact that, like, shonen anime, shonen literally means, like, a young man, like a young mm-hmm. boy, you know, like a, a teenage boy, and they're, they're marketed for them uh, accordingly. And granted, it has expanded in recent years, but it is kind of uh, just the sense that it's one of those, like, does life create art, art create life situations where it's like, is it the demands of these teenagers that's turning, you know, that has turned anime into such a kind of, like, a sex-crazed, fucked-up art form? <laughs> and, and there's so much that's counter to that, so I'm not saying that that's how anime is broadly. Or does that feed into the teenage desire and the marketability, you know, and that 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 goes into our waifus episode talking about the sex aspect yep, of it. Yeah, sex sells. Um, but so here is what I would say absolutely is like the best female-led anime for me i love carol and tuesday and carol and tuesday is uh by studio bones who i think bones might have done kill the kill um i know that bones has done like a oran's uh high school host club it's on full metal alchemist but carol and tuesday is about a young girl uh named carol who is a orphaned girl on the future partially terraformed mars and uh, a girl named Tuesday is a runaway from her affluent lifestyle, is the daughter of a politician, and she makes her way to this city on Mars, which has become like a cultural hub in the terraformed universe. And on her first day in the city, she crosses paths with Carol, and uh, who is an aspiring mus- musician who plays the piano, and Tuesday uh, plays the guitar, and they team up as a singer-songwriter duo under the name of Carol and Tuesday. And the anime ha- is insane it it has um uh a fully composed soundtrack from like freaking thundercat like <laughs> is featured in this yeah um where they they tapped all these amazing musicians to make this soundtrack and they build on carol and tuesday like learning how to play music together and learning how to write songs together and what makes a good songs and like carol and tuesday is so wholesome and gorgeous and perfect and it is on netflix and you should watch carol on tuesday because it'll show you what the real potential of the art form is perfect that's on my list now yeah it's really good and you as a music homie who knows what like notes are that's probably perfect for you and you could explain to me hey here's how music exists (laughs) absolutely that's next on my list um yeah oh my gosh i've got three new shows that i need to watch now ah there's so much okay Man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. Um, I think I get the next question, right? Yes. Or to say it. Gr- this is a good one. Uh, this, this is, I think, the is a hot dog a sandwich debate of anime, mm-hmm. which is, is Avatar The Last Airbender a cartoon or an American anime? Which is a good question. And so you, I know you haven't seen all of Avatar, but knowing how it like looks and seeing bits of it, like, what would you say? What, is, what in your gut what would you say? I don't, I don't, 
I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to me that mm. that it needs to be defined in that way because it's very clearly supposed to be designed in a certain way. It has a lot of certain... Um, has a lot of moments that are very anime-esque. It's like all the characters are designed in a certain way. They look a certain way. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to look like an anime. Um, so I would say it's an American anime, but... I, I mean, what, how do the definitions of cartoon and American anime differ? Yeah, I mean, because I guess anime is just, you know, like, uh, Japanese animation. Let us see what, what Sir Miriam Webster has to say about the definition of anime. Um, you know what? Actually, let's, let's actually see. So, Miriam... so, actually, here we go. I'm looking at, at it right now. So, oh, the difference between anime and cartoon. So... A cartoon is a film for the cinema or television which is made using sequential drawings. Anime is a Japanese style of cartoon that is characterized by vibrant characters, colorful graphics, and fantastical themes. The main difference between anime and cartoon is that anime pays more attention to the details of setting and characters, whereas cartoons pay more attention to motions and movements. So Interesting. That is interesting. So um, they're both cartoons. Yeah, I think that that is like a square and rectangle type deal where yeah. like all anime is cartoons. Oh right, my God, people are not going to like anime. this. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bishop, what? if you're listening, Bishop's a homie who gets pissed every time I have an he- opinion about my hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, my, my apologies, but um, this is kind of a... This is a situation where, you know, the language is what the language is and there is no like is X... We all get to decide what we think. So there's always going to be hot dogs or sandwich people, and there's always going to be hot dogs or not sandwich people. And I think that if it walks like an anime, talks like an anime, and squawks like an anime, anime. anime. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But I would agree. Sure, dictionary definition-wise, it's not a Japanese uh, cartoon, and so it it is not anime. But uh, Surely, surely in this era of uh, George Soros funded corporate uh, globalism where the global elites are taking over and we all get to share and stuff and like people in America can make Japanese animations and can make the Spongebob anime. That's the thing. Would you call the Spongebob anime not an anime? You know what I mean? It's a Japanese style cartoon. Exactly. And so so even if it's all American made, like it's like if whatever. So yeah, I, I I would say it's an anime and it's a cartoon and if you get really pissed at that, that's totally fine because you're correct too, but so are we. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Send us more letters. Ask us more questions. We'll answer Yeah, them. yeah. Do it up. Do it up. Okay. In your opinion, who is the most purely evil character in My Hero and why? Ah. I am not equipped for this question because all I know is one villain from My Hero, and that is um, all for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's actually, I think, a correct answer to this, um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. So um, in my hero, there is a a my hero movie called My Hero Academia: Heroes Rising, and the movie is terrible. <laughs> it's very bad, uh, just because of the kind of core conceit of like who the villain is actually. So. Um, in my hero they do a pretty good job of like showing some like villain backstories and even though like there literally are villains even um even uh the dude who's the hero killer in in my hero uh winds up kind of coming to a 
he, he kills because he feels like heroes should be this one thing and these pure people aren't living up to the heroic ideal. And so they have something fueling them. My Hero Academia being a world where individuals have quirks, they're born with the quirks, and the quirks, you know, are their little special powers. Um, and so All for One, you've heard of All for One, right? And what's his power? I've seen the fight between All Might and All for One. Oh, okay, okay. So from what I understand, All for One... From what the name is, and I'm gonna get so much hate. Do it, do it, do it, hit it, hit it, hit it. It kind of sounds like he has multiple quirks, right? Am yeah, I am yeah. I wrong? He's able to. He's probably able to take other people's quirks. If I had to guess, perfect, perfect, right? And, and so he's just like, no, I'm going to take every quirk because I'm the only one who's deserving of them. That's what I exactly. Would guess. Perfect, perfect, perfect stuff. Whereas. Whereas one for all, which is All Might's quirk, is one that's passed down through through different heroes, and you could give it to somebody right. else. Right, which who is Midoriya, and that's like Deku's thing, where exactly because like All Might, all Might like, passed it to him. Oh, is that is that my son? I don't know. Uh, you got it exactly. But so in the My Hero world, we're kind of scooping ourselves on our future My Hero episode. Uh, there exists a character called Nine in the My Hero movie, and so Nine's quirk is that he he is he's all for one. Except he can only do it nine times. <laughs> it's like I decided for the movie instead of creating like a cool new thing, they were just like, let's make a dude named Nine where he could do what the main guy does, but only nine times. <laughs> and so okay, so all for one light is what I'm what I'm hearing exactly. And literally, what destroys the movie is just that Nine, the character in this movie, is so underbaked in a way that is just like so jarring to me because Nine's entire shtick is every time he is a flashback, his motivation has only ever been, we live in a world where the weak are allowed to live, but according to the natural order in Charles Darwin, only the strong should survive. I seek to create a world where only the strong are winning and create the rules and the the weak don't. (laughs) And it's like, I just, I don't know. The whole thing is like, you've seen it a thousand times. I mean, every one of the worst villains in comics, every one of the worst villains in uh, cartoons is always the like, the strong shall rule over the weak person, which is just like... As opposed to Stegron from Marvel Comics, who is just like rewriting people's DNA to turn them into dinosaurs. And Spider-Man's like, but why would you do this with technology like this? You could cure cancer. And he's just like, well, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. And like, that's that's some character motivation right there. Exactly, exactly. And like, remember in our, um, remember in our, uh, uh, Blood of Zeus episode when I, I summarized the, uh, the, the demon speech is like, I want to live in a world where there are only bad things because right, I love right, evil right, right, right. and I hate good stuff. <laughs> like, it's like a, a good, a good villain should ideally be someone where like they give you their worldview speech and you don't immediately go like, man, man fuck you. Fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should at least go, huh. All right. Okay. Guy's a dick, but eh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's nine. Nine's the nine is the most evil, nine and sucks. he sucks. The he most. sounds like he sucks. Fuck nine, and he gets fucking destroyed. The movie is Good. just a clusterfuck. You probably deserved um, it. All right. What do we got next on the list, bro? Next on the list, is there an anime that changed who you are as a person or how you see the world? Great question. Great yeah. question. Um, yeah. You go ahead, Pax. What do you think? Yeah, so for me, you know, and One Piece cannot be my answer to everything, although One Piece is fundamentally who I am. But like in ReZero, 
Uh, oh, not ReZero. Oh, my God. No, ReZero is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of good stuff about ReZero. A lot of good stuff. There's a lot of ReZero stands out there. Um, but come on. There's some issues. <laughs> uh, in Fate Zero. So the Fate Stay Night franchise, the Fate franchise, is one that is renowned for its impenetrability. It is like the – if you've heard of like uh, Metal Gear Solid plot or the plot in uh, Kingdom Hearts, it is of a similar level of just like what is going on where there are three timelines and then there's nine timelines and every new game has its new form of canon and people existing all across timelines and it's it's nuts. But the best one in the Fate franchise is Fate Zero, the one where um, one of my husbandos, <laughs> um, Kiritsugu, is in it. And Kiritsugu is the dude who is like a complete like moral, uh, moral like objectivist, I would say. Where he's the dude where his entire uh, backstory is predicated on the idea that like he grew up where his father was like a sorcerer experimenting on things. And uh, he was creating ideally something that could like extend more to life but what really wound up just being a uh thing that was like zombifying people and so his whole thing was like i need i'm trying to create immortality but i haven't got it yet and so his best friend growing up inadvertently kind of like ingested some of this experimental medication that his father who was probably viewed as like a a more evil sorcerer than not um uh uh, ingested his medication and got zombified and he had the opportunity to stop it as a really young kid where he saw the symptoms he saw that she was kind of tweaking out and what this inevitably leads to is like he doesn't take any action and she goes wild across the island and the entire island winds up needing to be completely purged Ooh. just the sorcerers association comes in kills everybody and he in seeing all of the blood in seeing everyone being stor- turned just to ash he makes the personal decision to kill his own father before the rest of the people get to him and his whole life from then on becomes a moral objectivist type of situation where he goes in any situation even if it is the love of my life or someone i view as a mother or father figure if i can take one life to prevent two from being killed i will make that choice but all of fate zero serves as this testing ground for this theory where it just shows how um kind of like known unknowns and 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 things that um or outside of your knowledge like hey you don't always know all of the answers you don't know you know what this person has been how they're living their life are you inadvertently choosing to like kill one person to save two murderers uh it it just complicates it to hell and back it's like if the good place was a battle anime it's so good and at the end there gets to be a point where kiritsugu is confronted with an almost like omnipotent force putting him through this like really intense like logical gamut of like here's why your worldview this thing you've lived your entire life upon is not a perfectly correct thing and what this did to save me and to get me out of is when I watched this, I was like a high school like dude watching a lot of like YouTube atheists and, mm. and things that were very much like, you know, facts and logic. And who knows, maybe I would have grown up to be like a libertarian ass, like, you know, facts, bro, mm. who did not consider social situations and unknown things and empathy as core parts of making decisions. But that is why Fate Zero, despite being an amazing battle anime, is also a perfect just kind of like moral tale. And why I would really encourage watching it. So Fate Zero has got to be my thing. Learn how to stop being an edgelord. Learn how to love and watch Fate Zero. Mm. Yeah. What about you, man? Mine's not as cool because I feel like this is my answer for everything when it comes to motivation. But like 
Man, do it, man. It's a I great answer. Love, I just fucking love Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball Z. Um, Hell just yeah. That, Hell like, yeah. It was really the first anime that I had ever watched. It was the first one that I had ever sat down. Like, I was in high school. I was, I was probably 15, 15, 16 years old. And I remember sitting down and just being like, you know, I've never seen any of this. And uh, a homie of mine was watching it when, like, I dropped off um, his sister the other day, like mm. we went, we all went to Seabreeze. His sister with me. I dropped I dropped her off at home, and he was watching this. He was watching the Android Saga. Mm. I was watching. I was just kind of so like, good. okay, like this is this is wild. This is all wild to me. And I remember watching the. I just remember watching the Cell versus Gohan fight, and I remember like watching um, Gohan being put in a situation where he's just like, I'd really rather not take any action at all. I don't feel comfortable right. in this situation. I feel ill-equipped for this. Yeah. Um, and it feels as though I'm being sent into a situation where I am hopelessly, hopelessly um, doomed. To, I'm doomed, doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes like so much pushing, so many different bad things happening to finally get him to do something. Um, and by the time like something is done, two people have already died. Um, and like it doesn't really matter because the bad guy comes back anyway. Um, but like the whole time he's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting to, to reach new levels of, of courage for himself, not just physical strength, but the, the courage to act, even if you aren't sure if you're going to be able to change the outcome of, of the situation. And, and for me, I just remember that striking a chord with me, just feeling like, oh, you know, like it's okay to, to do something even when you are afraid to do so. It is okay to step out of it. And that is bravery. I, I don't know why that really just hit me with that. So, and ever since then, I just have wanted to push myself to the extent of my abilities in in just about every way that I can. And I guess I really have Dragon Ball Z to, to thank for that. No, and that's such a perfect answer because that's, I think, what, what gets most people into anime too is the idea of like the shonen character with willpower and the ability to like enact things, you know? Yeah. Like we feel so disempowered this, you know, these days with like, just just government culture society telling us you know you can't do these things you mm-hmm. cannot accomplish this but the idea of like just yes you can it's like jordan peterson without all the bullshit yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like jordan peterson minus the transphobia like yeah do this stuff take accountability and um dude i don't know anyone who could watch dbz without thinking about what they do in the hyperbolic time chamber you know just making it's the most wild. out of life yeah man like yeah. squeezing an entire yeah. year in a day that's wild <laughs> I know, I know, but uh, gotta make the most out of every day. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, so fantastic question. Thank you so much for that. Um, our next one is just which anime character has the coolest voice? Easy. And this is from this is from Mac. Uh, so, which anime character has the coolest voice? It's a good question. Um, yeah, it's definitely Dio. And the answer is Dio. Yeah, it's always Dio. <laughs> yeah, you know, as much as I love like all of the original voice cast of the original like Yu-Gi-Oh American anime, I think like <laughs> you know they really have fun. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. How could it not be Dio? Just uh, he's you know, so cool. Yeah, uh, Dio compilation will go in here, and oh, that's why Dio man. has the coolest voice. Um, next one is next one's just what voice actors in anime are your favorite? And uh, this is something where we can kind of dive into uh, American voice actors I, mm-hmm. as well, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any voice actors you're you're partial to, or just characters where maybe you don't know the voice actor that you really fuck with them? Uh, 
So, so actually, um, one guy that I know is uh, Kyle Herbert, and he mm. does the uh, he does a lot of different American voice animations. He plays um, Kiba in Naruto. He is Adult Gohan in Dragon Ball Z. Um, and he plays. I can always like pick his voice out of a lot of different a lot of different shows. And um, oh, uh, Sean Shemmel is another iconic voice actor. He voices Goku Ooh, yeah, in the yeah, Funimation yeah. dub. Um, yeah, for sure. And Christopher Sabat voices Vegeta and Piccolo and All Might and like <sighs> all these different characters. And so like, I guess He's so good, He's so, so cool, good. right? I guess I guess my favorite voice actor yeah. would probably be Christopher Sabat. I think like. I think that's really, really cool in anime. Uh, he's got like these, this really deep commanding voice and, and, and he just is able to use it in so many yeah. different ways from Vegeta to Piccolo to All Might to, I, I'm sure he has a plethora of other, of other credits that, that I'm blanking on. But yeah, I guess that would be my answer. No, absolutely. Great answers. Uh, for me, I'm a big fan of, um, I like what Liam O'Brien does a lot. Liam O'Brien, he, a lot of people know him as one of the people on Critical Role, along with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell, Matt Mercer, Talison Jaffe, Marisha, Marisha Ray, uh, uh, Lauren O'Brien, just, just some like really great, uh, or, oh my God, Lauren O'Brien, Laura Bailey. Uh, there's some all stars on there and Matthew Mercer, you know, the, the granddaddy of it all, the guy who voiced Kiritsugu from Fate Zero. Um, but I like I like Liam O'Brien because he is not just the voice of a bunch of great anime characters, but he's got a lot of range that I see him exhibit. You know, he very much has you know the 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 the, the upper register type of dude, along with the brooding type of like guy who's very breathy in anime. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. In between that too, he's also the voice of Illidan Stormrage in uh in World of Warcraft. The guy who goes Shit. like, you are not prepared. You know, that guy. Wow. And like, um, I, I fuck with people who got a lot of range. You yeah, know what I mean? I really sure. like that people. Um, but this, uh, this next question actually ties in a lot and I think that you are going to be able to answer this so this was an email we got from a fan a fan named Ty so the the gist of it goes uh, from Ty you guys have talked about uh, acting as a career and being an entertainment but I'm curious what form that takes I'm in high school now and I'm really interested in acting parentheses particularly voice acting in the future and I don't really know how to get into it I love you guys and keep up the good work from Ty so uh, Ty thank you so much yeah, Ty, so happy thank to hear you so that you're much. listening so and much like the wu-tang clan we do this for the kids we're, we're out here yeah. <laughs> you know on it um but uh i i yeah so you're you know how to use the voice better brother so i don't know do you have any insight here so or or because or, i guess the two questions here are what form does your your uh career in the arts take and then any voice acting advice, I think, would be the, yeah, the second part so, of this. So I did. So my introduction to acting was was really silly. It was just like High School Musicals. I just did a lot of those. I really love them. I found a yeah. sort of passion within me for for vocal performance and for being in front of a crowd. I just, for some reason, and despite the fact that I consider myself more of an introvert, for some reason, it's a lot of fun for me, and it and it has been for years. And I decided to go uh, to to get a musical theater degree at um, at my school, and and not that I would say that that is the only option, 
Um, I experienced a lot of personal growth in engaging with other like-minded people and um, learning how to audition for live theater. So I spent a year auditioning in New York, um, doing like cattle calls, EPAs, ECCs, um, which are equity principal auditions and equity chorus calls, um, and just sort of getting mm -hmm. in front of people again and again and again and figuring out, okay, you know, that didn't work for me. This, this song worked for me. This one did not. Oh, um, I took voice lessons. I took dance lessons, acting lessons. And that is by no means the only way to get into something like that. There, there is always a way totally. to, yeah. uh, honestly, some people literally just walk into a room and they're like, yeah, I think I want to give this a shot. And they're like, Hey, I like how you look. And that's good <laughs> enough. Um, it's really just, For sure. honestly, the, the only advice that I would, that I would give for getting into it is just do your research. Just look up like, um, you know, what is a theater community like in New York City? Uh, what are, um, yeah. if you're into theater or if you're into commercial work or, or voice acting, you know, learning about Los Angeles, um, learning, finding your favorite voice actors, people to emulate yourself after, not necessarily imitate, but to, you know, create a sort of, um, a sort of mold for yourself that you want to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, find yourself through, through these other people's work. Um, uh, like for me, I know Mark Hamill was also one of my favorite voice actors and I listened to him again. Again, I listened to everything this guy did, um, because it filled me with joy and it inspired me to want to follow my own path, even though it didn't, even though it so didn't, good. he's so good. And even though my path so far yeah. has been nothing like his, I still feel as though I am following the right one. And I think that that is, yeah. I think that that's key. Just believing in yourself and finding someone that really, really finding something that really sparks joy within you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and brother, jump in on 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 this if I'm I'm missing anything because you have better like mic technique than me and things when it comes to voice acting. But um, uh, Ty, I see that you're okay. I guess first to talk about my own thing. Um, I didn't act until uh. In, until like late high school, which I probably should have known because th that I would be interested in it. Because when I was young, we did this like little recreation of a uh, uh, play reenacting like the Boston Tea Riots. And I played like the governor of Boston at that moment, yeah. <laughs> like the person who ran the town. And I, I remember that everybody else was like dutifully reading their lines of like, we must make sure to defend liberty today and i burst in as the, the governor of boston from like a fake cardboard door we had built being like we must do something to capture these sons of sons of liberty <laughs> and like and i was like eight dude and i like i put so much sauce on it and um people know me now for putting too much sauce on it in general i'm a saucy actor but um i, I in terms of how I've done most of my work, because Hal has found a lot of successes like a a working uh, actor, musician, things like that. Um, a lot of my work after school has actually been uh, as a contract writer. So writing uh, screenplays, doing ghostwriting, editing, uh, essay stuff. So I got really lucky in that I built that up. But like, dude, we could do a total, like a whole ass episode on what is good advice for like actors getting into the field and we probably should. And we should probably have on yeah. like some of our like homies who only do voice acting specifically there. Um, yeah, so, actually, uh, thank you, Ty. We'll put that, that on the show notes. We're gonna, that inspired us to to do a new episode uh, on, on that very topic. Yeah, so yeah. 
keep listening. Uh, please keep tuning in. We'll we'll give you a shout out again when we when we come out with this episode, yeah. and um, hopefully we'll have a better answer and and some more people to to share their experiences with you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, so let let me give you what I know now, if that's okay. Ty. Yeah, yeah. So. Please. The voice acting that I've done, there are different websites like uh, voice123.com, places where you could put up your reel. A reel is important to develop as an actor, whether it's film, voice, whatever. Um, but this is something where I would really encourage you because a lot of people, and this is no shade at all, everybody starts acting as, you know, a dream and an impulse. But uh, a lot of voice actors have a, a, a impulse to kind of like, you know, only... Um, only act when they are speaking into a microphone or practicing different voices, which is a key part of, you know, developing who you are, but there is no, it is much harder to develop without feedback, without community, because acting is not a kind of like solipsistic, self-centered endeavor. It's something that you build with other people. You know, it's creating an environment with other people. So mo most voice actors that I know that have success are people who have experimented with film, with stage production, people who get their bodies involved in it and involved in the process, who get feedback because if you're just, um, you know, only acting for yourself, it can lead you to not developing or improving in, in the same way that you want to. But once you get involved in the industry, I mean, like networking is extremely key, making friends with people. Um, I recommend you make friends with people on your level rather than like seeking like, oh, let me get Matt Mercer to retweet tweet me because as everybody is working and growing together, you're going to remember the people who were on your level bigging you up and being by your side before you hit it big a lot more than you're going to remember. Hey, I'm big. This is someone I've never met that's adding me on Twitter. And once you get involved, like um, get your voice reels out there, uh, <laughs> you know, get involved in other acting styles, learning accents, things like that. And then it's just the hustle. It's tweeting. It's developing a Facebook, a, a website, and really just accepting things that are not paid at first, but credited, and then things that are, are paid very not well at first, but credited, and then building it up. And if you're lucky, you might be able to make something out of it. You know what I mean? You might be able to, but it could be tough. So make sure that you're, you have your hands in other pools, creatively especially. If you want to be a creative, learn how to write and write your own stuff or learn how to draw or learn how to you know act on stage or on screen because those are all things that'll help you meet those people for when they need a voice acting job they'll tap you for that you know what i mean that and and i think one thing to keep in mind one thing that i know literally every person that i have ever worked with or known in this field failure is your best teacher it it is not your enemy it is oh, something yeah. that instructs you it is something that <laughs> that helps you grow yeah. You know, you will fail. We, Pax and I have failed more times than either of us can count. And each time Dude, it stings, like, like, like it hurts. It does. But the best yeah. way that you can defeat that, the best way you can get past it is to just be like, well, I guess that happened. And now I know something that I would never have known before if I hadn't just failed. It's, it's, it, failure For is sure. your greatest teacher and you can't take it personally. Because it's going to happen more often than success will. Um, and and, and yeah. be lenient with yourself on what you qualify success and how you qualify success. Like, don't be like, oh, man, you know, I, I didn't get to move to L.A. and meet Steven Spielberg and start working on his new animated classic, soon to be classic at least. Um, and, and that's a failure. Be like, no, you know, you you need you have to start off small, and you have to be kind to yourself the way that you would be kind yeah. to other people in your field, um, because everyone. And trust me that as up. I've gotten into entertainment, 
90% of those homies who are like in their 20s being like, oh my God, I met Steven Spielberg are the people who grew up so rich that when they talk with their parents, they're like, oh, you mean Uncle Stevie? Right, 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 right <laughs> You know, right. things where, you know, they really had a foot up. So um, getting into all this, man, this is the eternal paradox of like us being like theater originated the I want to be on Broadway someday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The I want to be on Broadway. Mm -hmm. The Broadway is the only way to success. And it's Where, not. I mean, trust me, we both got homies who've been in Broadway shows. And um, we both hammered home on that as much as possible. Who knows? It could happen. But like creation and art is beautiful for its own sake. Absolutely. And so if you if you really examine your own motivations and you find that you only want it because there's some like painful void in you seeking validation that is relatable <laughs> but it's it's also not a good reason to dedicate your whole life to it because you, know you what can't I mean? fall back if you on that love the process of creating yeah, yeah. you can't you love fall the back process of desire, creating and love the process of doing voices exactly because even really talented people who still have that void inevitably once you get involved like if 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 you're just following the whispers of the dark void inside you you'll kind of be a dick to people along the way mm -hmm. and trust me when i say no matter how talented you are and how hard you work there are there are 10 more people behind you with your same level of talent and skill and what differentiates things there are your connections and how you treat people you know, because mm -hmm. even if you have no connections at first, how you treat people and the love you bring to your art will carry you through. So um, just keep having fun, keep loving, keep creating and uh, searching for some of those resources out there. And yeah, honestly, got a different. You honestly got a decent shot. I think you honestly got a decent shot of at least getting paid to do what you want to do. If you just, you know, follow the joy. You think that's accurate, brother? Absolutely. It's the only thing that's kept me in it this long. Yeah. Oh, and here we are. And we're going to do it too. It's going to be so amazing. <laughs> um, so thank you, Ty. And when we have a voice actor uh, roundtable on here, we'll shout you out again. Um, Hal, what do we got next? All right. Next question. What specific property, excluding sequels and spinoffs, do you think has had the biggest and most widespread impact on the anime industry from the start of the 2000s until now? 2000s. So that's now. tough. That's, that's tough. Um, that's interesting. Because Cause DBZ might be the granddaddy, but that happened before the 2000s. Right, but even DBZ got its start from like Fist of the North Star, right? Like that's where right. the, like right. a lot of the influences came from there. And so I guess if I'm thinking biggest and widespread impact on the anime industry, Naruto is definitely one um, that was from like, let me, let me double check, make sure that Naruto yeah, let's do it. is 2000s. Published in 97. Frick! Shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, bu 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 wait, 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 wait. Aired October 2002 to February 2007. So maybe the manga okay, was Okay, so it didn't get its anime until five years after publication? I guess. That's what it says. So on I mean, IMDb. I, I, if, if, that, if that's how you want to interpret it, it could totally be how it is, you know? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So um that's probably what I would say just because it's like um everyone knows. Everyone knows about Let me see the anime, the anime, the anime. Yep, 2002. Um everyone knows about Naruto. Everybody. Um and it's definitely been one of the things that sort of brought anime into like the western 
uh, Western culture. Um, it was sort of like that mm. that meme of like people wearing you know headbands, running around with their arms trailing behind them. Uh, like for some reason, people just really, really fuck with Naruto, <laughs> and like I get it, I like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just like swept through. Um, particularly people like our age, uh, like our generation, it just swept through like a wildfire. And so I'd, I'd probably say Naruto. Dude, I don't know if I disagree. It's it's just I think why this is. I think maybe our toughest question is that. Uh, anime is so influence heavy and like cannibalistic too and what i mean cannibalistic is like people will publish and green light like new manga or green light new uh anime series based on what's already successful mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so there's this really intense chain of influences where like you could say you know dbz came from fist of the north star but it led to uh it, it and, and from jojo's and it, it led to things like uh naruto and one piece and bleach which were the popular things that led to my hero academia and so in terms of influential, I, I think that Naruto is a really good thing. But then again, I'm trying to think who was influenced by Naruto because my hero is and all the shonen are, but they're all influenced by each other. So it's like such a freaking hard question. Um, I think your answer was perfect. I think Naruto is like one of the biggest contenders. I'll throw out like Attack on Titan as a secondary. I'll okay. throw out Attack on yeah. Titan as a secondary because I think that Attack on Titan um, sort of changed took the it face from it. the kind of like set in yeah, and it, it, it took it from the kind of like battle anime, set in stone, tournament arc style thing into something that I think let this new wave of anime be more narrative based and based in kind of like uh, uh, horror and weird things that affects like Parasite and Chainsaw Man. I know Parasite was released a long time ago, but it's anime only came after um, and allowed people to kind of detach from the typical shonen battle anime stylings of it. But uh you know, and who are we to say being Westerners, really? You know, we're not in it like the Japanese folk are. We don't we don't know what that life is. But uh, uh, we are working on getting uh, one of my homies who is living in Japan on the podcast at some point. So uh, stay tuned for that. And maybe we can get a peek under the hood. Uh, we are coming down to the last few questions here, man. You ready to uh, you ready to blaze through this? Yeah, lead us there. What's your favorite part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? It would have to be somewhere within um, Battle Tendencies. I loved battle tendencies yeah, for so yeah. many different reasons. And I guess I guess what it would end up being is um probably when when Caesar this is fucked up, but when spoilers, when Caesar died. Um yeah. for some reason that really just added another level of 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 depth to the show because it it's so silly in so many different ways but like jojo's has this tendency of being like sure. haha it's silly look at this zany character doing these things and now he's dead and everyone's crying and and like yeah it's just like jojo's has a particular way of doing that and with caesar he was no exception we were like oh caesar's gonna fight this guy and and that's gonna be that and then he he gets fucking killed like murdered yeah by this vampire and and um by Wamu. And um, I just remember watching it and being like, whoa, this is like heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and, it, and it added a little more respect to the show for me. Oh, respect, respect. That's a good answer. Um, uh, and I haven't seen part five yet. 
I but I know it's going to be amazing. Um, I'll give it to Stardust Crusaders just because of how damn fun it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part three. Part three is really good, and part four is probably like better from a quality standpoint. It's different and cool, but part three is just so damn memorable, and the fights are so fun. I'll give it to that. Um, cool. All right, we are down to our. Yeah, we're still down to our last few. What's our next one? All right. How has anime shaped you as a person? Did it influence the type of movies slash shows you enjoy now? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely shaped me as a person, except... Uh, so for me, it was always like... Um, I don't know. It was a weird thing to like anime when I was younger. It was weird. Uh, it was definitely yeah. stigmatized. Yeah. And, and like I had friends that really, really liked it. And they got bullied at school. And so I was just like, yeah, I don't think I like it because I don't want to get bullied. And that was like, that was it. But... But for me, it just realizing like, oh, I do like this thing. This thing brings me joy. I really do love watching this over and over and over again. And it makes me think more about, you know, the things that I don't like when it comes to a show. Like, oh, why does that bother me? And um, like when we talked about waifus and cells and and the age of loneliness, um, like certain aspects of anime, like I really do not like. I do not like it. But, but it makes (laughs) me notice other things and other shows that that I do appreciate, that I do like more. Uh, and it yeah. made me feel like, okay, I, I feel like more aware of what I'm consuming now. Um, and that is just fun. It's just great. It, made, it helps me relax. It just made me more uh, open to trying new things and being open to these concepts because so many different shows have such weird concepts. And just like most of the time, it doesn't give yeah. you any explanation of what's going on in the first episode. It's just like, boom, here it is can you accept that? And I just, you just kind of have to be like, okay, <laughs> yep. And then move on. And I feel like I've gotten better. What an at doing interesting that. point, dude. Yeah. You just yeah. have to kind of get used. Yeah. I think it almost makes you more woke because of how blatantly fucked up it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that like it, it makes it almost so much easier to point out the, the moments where it is sexist or homophobic or whack, right. um, especially with older things, um, how it used to, I mean, even like seven deadly sins there, it's a recent like Netflix anime that is another one of the kind of like history of shonen battle anime where like the first episode has like an assault in it where like the main character is like a sleeping woman with like big jiggly boobies and the character goes like, whoa, look at these soft boobs. And it's just like smacking them around and it's like, it's almost so in your face that it's like it helps you develop a better sense of morality because of how mask off it is. It's right. like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, at the same time, it helps you dream better. So that's the main effect on me. It helps me consider uh, 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 just different possibilities and going outside of the kind of like westernized canon of like Lord of the Rings style fantasy and just to dream in different ways and to be aspirational in new ways and I don't know. It's it's something where it just will really expand your horizons in terms of like a creative and what is possible and gives you hope and the power you could succeed. So I love it for that reason. It's aspirational. Um, but you know, that, that very much feeds into, is there a specific reason as to why the general population of Western society has a negative stigma towards anime or is it a conglomerate of things? That's a good question. That's a good question. And it's something that I've asked myself with tears streaming down my face, hugging my Vegeta body pillow yeah, close yeah. at night. You know, why don't people understand? Why <laughs> yeah. don't people get yeah. me? Um, I, I think it is a conglomerate of things. It's it's a lot of different things. But I think, first of all, it is... I think a lot of it is like a discomfort with things that are unfamiliar. Um, mm-hmm. It is an unwillingness to look at things that are unfamiliar to you. Um 
because it's, I don't know, like people are, are oftentimes scared to do that. And, and right now, especially, um, if it's different, it ain't good. It ain't good. It's not good and keep it far away. Um, yeah. and I, I think that anime isn't an exception because like, I know people who I'm great friends with that are just like, yo, anime, fuck that. Like, never, never would I watch that. And I'm like, but why? Have you ever seen it? Have and you I'm like, good it? point. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, uh, I think the other thing is that, like, it does have problems. It does have problems. And, and there are some people who are just like, yeah. no, I don't fuck with that. And I never will. And that, puts me off and I don't want it. And, and you kind of have to respect that because like, like you can, it's kind of like yeah. that idea of like, Oh, I can watch it and consume it without condoning it. Some people disagree, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it, it really depends. Um, but I think, mm -hmm. I think it's mostly like a fear of what's it's ignorance. It's just ignorance, man. Yeah. It's also like we, we have a greater, um, we have a greater sense for when another culture is doing some fucked up shit than when we are, I would right. say. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a single, like, movie from the 90s that I can watch now without being like, oh, it's so weird that they had that scene that was just, like, describing casual, like, date rape. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, it's right, like, right. even How I Met Your Mother is so intensely problematic these days. And, like, um, it, it, it's easier to critique members from outside your household, you know, mm -hmm. when you don't understand their ways. Yet at the same time, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't think the negative stigma is as strong these days because um, I think it just really got swept up along with like the nerd domination wave that was brought in with like recent Marvel movies and just the current culture where like it's no longer really that stigmatized to like nerdy things. And I think anime benefited from that because it got swept along with the sense that like no one no one these days is like oh you read you read cartoons gay you know like yeah and uh, if, or and you if read anyone comics, is like that you know, you're just like, kind of like like everyone else in the room is just kind of like what's your fucking problem <laughs> like what's yeah back what's off problem? like literally all of us all we do is watch marvel movies you know yeah. what i mean um so i think it's better now but that's a good question that's a good question um next oh uh, another oh. thing that could take a whole damn episode Ooh, yeah I'll, I'll, uh you want to read the question yeah 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 so original Japanese with subtitles right. or English dubbing and why? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you want to go? Tuffy. You want to go first? Tuffy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so let's, let's actually, I think we could deal from this with like a vocal standpoint. Cause I think I might be able to make an interesting point here. They could be wrong. Sure. You know, it could be wrong, but it's just my sense of what I see as someone who, who knows like, some vocal technique and, and what happens. So I think that American cartoons are more concerned with like the, the, the inflection of a voice when it comes to what makes a cartoon voice where, where you could have like a Teddy from Bob's burgers, you know, saying like, Oh, Hey Bobby, can I have a burger today? And you know, things like that. And, and we'll have, you know, more like Pegasus from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, and you know, add a gay inflection to it. But I think that when I see Japanese uh, original um, voices, the, there's something about the Japanese language that lends it a lot more to to deep pitch mm -hmm. rather than inflection. And so, like, there's sort of like the really high pitched voice of like the the Jap of, you know the, the the young girl in Japan, or like here's the kid voice I'm putting on, and then uh, the 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 more deeper uh, uh, pitch of the villain going like a Jojo, you know, and and like and dealing with that. And you see that inflected in when when an English dub tries to adapt it. Um, 
there's not really a, a type of guy in, a, in, you know, the American voice that talks with a really firm, you know, gravelly voice. This isn't, it's not really something where like we look at it and like think, yeah, that's a villainous thing or that's, that's a way people talk. Mm -hmm. But in Japan, you know, you look at even old school Yakuza and you can with the language add a really low gravelly pitch and make it intimidating. Whereas the English language doesn't really lend itself to that. Does that make sense? That's really interesting that you say that. I never thought of it that way. For me, it's more just like the the nature of the language itself. So like English in particular, being Germanic, it has a lot of different ups and downs. It's very much like, like, ooh, yeah, it's one yeah. of those languages where, you know, Americans and English speakers, sometimes we get made fun of because we're constantly going up and down and up and down and up and down in how we talk um, just in our natural conversation. Whereas like other languages don't necessarily mm. do that. Like like a lot of romance languages, like Italian, yeah. Spanish, uh, they don't necessarily fluctuate like that. It's very much like one thorough line. Um, and I think Japanese is one of those languages where it doesn't go up and down. It's not like a jagged line. It's more like a curve. Um, mm. And I, I think that when it comes to each show, you do have the stereotypes in English dubs and in Japanese uh, Japanese subtitles where it's like you can tell who the villain is just by the when they when they first opened yeah. their mouth um and and for some reason you I love that you mentioned that it's like about the pitch for Japanese yeah. voice actors you know as soon as like the the villain opens his mouth and um He's like, oh, <laughs> like he's very yeah. down here. Um, I We're just, like, we, we could talk to each other. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Well, I see that you've come down to my uh, lair. Time to die. But it's like in, in English, it's like trying to force your, your voice very low and, you know, do that thing. It's yeah, just it, it kind of. It's, it's unnatural. More, yeah. And it's just like. Oh, you know, it's why people made fun of Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, like, Rachel! Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, and and I think that there are a couple shows in which, like, the English uh, voice acting can be really good. Like, I thought that, I think Naruto is a good example where you have, like, um, a lot of the shonen protagonists are voiced by women. Um, yeah. And that and that also goes for, for some of the Japanese voice acting as well. But, like, um, I like that it gave... Um, certain voices like like with the Yu-Gi-Oh voice cast of Sato Kaiba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a fourth-rate duelist with a third-rate third deck. Rate deck. <laughs> and just like that yeah. kind of thing. And then you have like Joey Will. It's like like so many different um yeah. stereotypes that just continue to persist throughout every yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess I mean personally to answer your question after that long-winded explanation, I like the Japanese subtitles. Um but if I want to just sit back and like feel my brain melt, I'll listen to English dubs. Yeah, yeah, same here. If I if I'm not trying to do anything else while playing the anime, you know, I I will watch the subtitles. But uh, what I will say is I will always, when available, swap between dub and sub just to hear like mm -hmm. how did this voice actor choose to change the sound of this or adapt it to the the English you know vernacular, and because that is really interesting to me as you know an actor to see like how are those choices made. I love that. So yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm I'm bi when it comes to this question. <laughs> uh, and we got our we got our last uh, question of the day. I mean, anything else on that subject? Are you ready to round it up? No, let's finish it up with All one right. of the. Uh, we actually sort of touched on this, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, does all anime tend to keep with older societal ideas of gender norms and heteronormativity, or has it evolved with the times? Is there more anime out there that isn't so damsel in distress slash men save the world, etc.? 
Uh, to answer your question, not a lot. <laughs> no, not there aren't that many, but there are more being churned out nowadays, especially because um, I feel like society's sort of coming to the conclusion that like, hey, maybe this is kind of fucked up. Maybe maybe we yeah, shouldn't yeah, yeah. be treating women like cattle. You know. Um, I think just because there is so many, you can find a bunch if you're looking. Yeah, it's going to take some searching, but like there yeah. are good ones. Absolutely. Like gay wise, you could look at like, I mean, like Oran uh, High School Host Club is like a great OG, like gay ass anime. Um, but like Yuri on Ice is all pretty explicitly gay. Um, and generally, most shows these days will have like will have their characters that, you know, are outside the, the gender, uh, the, the gender or sex binary. And again, deserving of their own episodes is the way that there are actually more characters in Japanese cartoons that are outside of the gender binary in terms of being like insidiously called traps. Yep. Yep. Know, I was just about to say that we yeah, need to have yeah, an yeah. episode on traps. So there, there is a lot of gender variance and there's more sexuality variance these days. Um, but just like Western cartoons, you're going to find more like uh, lesbian romance and you will find like male gay romance because it seems more marketable. Um, but yeah, uh, anything you could recommend that isn't damsel in distress, men save the world, etc. I mean, damsel in distress wise, like I don't think, I don't know, is Attack on Titan like that? No, not really. Not it's, really. Because it, they have um, um, Mikasa, I think, who yeah. is the... Mikasa, yeah. who, who's, the, who's the badass like woman in that. Um, yeah, but I, even I, like my hero, I'm thinking it's kind of like the main strong dudes are all strong dudes, you know? Yeah, like you can always tell just, I mean, I, I mean, if you just look at how women are built and yeah. how they're drawn it's and how versus how men are drawn. Um, I mean, you even see that in American animation. Like, have you ever seen Wonder Woman drawn like with those huge ass biceps and like enormous quads like... <laughs> like you don't see that you see like a very slim feminine figure while she's like bench pressing a planet it's it, it, like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense anatomically speaking and i i think that honestly the only sort of anime-esque uh show that i've ever seen where like a woman is drawn with real with, with a realistic anatomy is like miyazaki films sure yeah that, that's it yeah. and that's because most of the protagonists in those films are girls they're women yeah yeah and we were in talking about dorohiro last week searching out manga by female mangaka and anime by female creators is actually a great shortcut to finding yeah, people absolutely. who are because women are gonna draw women like that yeah absolutely absolutely but um this is a this is a great damn question and it's gotten a lot better and oddly enough the japanese attitude to sexuality is Despite Japan being a much more like culturally conservative society than America, the the, the there's this old bit, I forget what what comic said it, but the idea being that in America you can show a live action detective show at 7 p.m. with a serial killer bone sawing off a woman's cleavage on live TV at 7 p.m. on a mainstream news network, but if after murdering and, you know, sawing off the anatomy of somebody, the uh, killer decided to squeeze the boob, it would suddenly be like, boom, rated NC-17, put it on HBO. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We actually have a really lax uh, uh, attitude towards uh, live action violence here in the West and a extremely, I think, conservative attitude towards like depictions of sexuality. Whereas in Japan, there's this whole idea of like 
hentai behavior, like perverted behavior, where there there is the kind of like funny sexual pervert on a show. Someone with, with that attitude of, you know, being a skirt chaser or, or, or just being all horned up. So it's mad complicated, you know, and I love the details of this. And it's why, again, we'll have a future episode on it. But thank you so much. Season for this two question. is going to be wild, guys. We're, we're going to answer all wild. these questions. So we're grateful for all these questions. And that, speaking of which, that was the last one. That wraps it up. That wraps it up. So if you got more questions for the Brotakus, hit us up on any of the resources we mentioned earlier. But uh, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, can't wait to hear more from you. Yeah. And everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference, and every review counts. And we'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation next time. All right, I'm Hal. And I'm Pax. And And we're the (laughs) Bro-Takus. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.